All right, we are back with the Soggy Bourbon Boys podcast. We are coming to you uh, live from the Nash Vegas studio here in uh, sunny. No, maybe not so sunny. Uh, Rainy. Tennessee. More like rainy. Drizzly. Currently the Nash Vegas studio and casino. At some at some point, there'll be a shiny sponsor above that. Um, that's our hope, right? That is. All right. Uh, I am Terry Bargy. I am your uh, producer, and I'm here with... Will, we're behind the scenes, but I'm also our hosts, our hosts, guys. Hi, guys. How you doing? Not so Hi. bad, Terry. How Hi. are you? We're coming off of Thanksgiving. I got Michael Reddish, and I got Joe B. Croft. What's up? Uh, and we're sipping on some bourbon, and we look um, excited to talk to y'all about some cool stuff. Uh, guys, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Let's start there. I mean, mine was, it was pretty standard. Yeah, what's standard? Uh, standard... Um you know, I mean, it's fine. It's not my favorite. Have turkey. <laughs> I did have turkey. Uh, the food's good. Um, it's where all of America fucks up. Uh, yeah. Chicken's Easy. Uh, no, we've got uh, a, there's a uh, one of Vicky's relatives that does the turkey every year, fries the turkey. Oh, that is uh, good. And it's it's fantastic. Um, food's always great. Um, but you know, it's people I only see a couple times a year. Um, mm. It's just awkward sometimes, but conversations it's fine. Are, yeah. It's Vicky's family. It's not. It's not my side of the family, um, so it's fine. But uh, me and Jerry usually slip out to the driveway and have a cigar <laughs> and a, a drink. Uh, it's a dry home, so we don't drink inside the home. But um, it's a dry home. Dry. Home. I like that. Oh, yeah, I like that. Me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's fine. I wouldn't survive. Yeah. <laughs> In all seriousness, have you done chicken is so much better than turkey? Joe, hold up. What is what is Thanksgiving look like? I mean, you? I'm deadly serious about this topic right here, Terry. Chicken I, is better than turkey. What's the give me the give I mean, me the pros and cons here? Because see, I told you. I feel like I could it. be. I feel like I could be won over on this, but I smoke a turkey like for fun. Right. So Thanksgiving is just another opportunity to smoke a turkey. Yeah. Because uh, I like I like smoking my meat. Uh. So. Tell me why you think chicken's better than turkey. Let's go. Well, because it just stays. You you don't have that dry factor. Like it stays really really moist. And I'm gonna you're gonna say to me, well, I know how to cook a turkey and not keep it and keep it moist. And everyone exactly says that say. until I eat that sandal and I taste it. <laughs> I don't believe them. Here's the thing. I just learned this this year that most people you have to cook chicken to I don't know what it is. Say it's 140, 165. Okay, 165, 140. So you cook chicken has to be cooked to 165, and everybody thinks turkey has to be cooked there too. But they said in this video, turkey should not be. Let me say that again, so I don't say turkey. I like turkey. Uh, uh, I feel like we should also have like a disclaimer on the screen here that cook every meat. We <laughs> are not yeah. professionals. Professional temperature. Please uh, consult your, your food thermometer. Yes. Like we can eat raw but chicken. No, you cannot. So turkey. <laughs> turkey uh, only needs to be cooked to like. You have to look it up. It's like 128. It's it's a much lower temperature than you have to cook chicken to. And they said that's why most turkeys are dried out is because people in their head think this is just the same thing as a chicken. Sure. You got to cook it to the same internal temp as a chicken, and you're not supposed to cook turkey to the Terry, same. When you, when you do the smoke, do you brine your turkey for a period of time before you smoke it? Uh, I do not. Now, I typically would do that with a brisket right. or a chicken. I would... Yeah. Smoke 45, 45, and then put it in a pan and cover it. With the turkey, you don't have to do that. You just put dark side down 
I'm talking about do you put it in like a liquid brine overnight, 24 hours before you nope. smoke it? Really? No. Nope. I just let it come down to room temp. Room temp and then whack that back on. And I massage on. it with some, you know, some That's herbs, where the herbs recipe and spices. Is. It's, in the, it's in the routine of the massage. Cut through the skin, put the spices under the skin. Do you guys, I, so do you drink, I like drinking wild turkey at Christmas. It just, not Christmas, at Thanksgiving. It just feels like, well, we're all holidays, really. I drink wild turkey, but like. <laughs> so it's not, it's not particular to Thanksgiving. No, just, I like drinking whiskey on the holidays. <laughs> but I do typically get the wild turkey out on turkey. And I know social media influencers love doing that because there was about a million videos yeah. online about that. But it's nice getting the wild turkey out at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, Alison, I don't, I don't want to hate on, on wild turkey. I, I, I love wild turkey. I think wild turkey 101. One is fantastic for cocktails. Yeah, um, for I sure. think Wild Turkey Rare Breed, the rye and the bourbon, both great for cocktails. Um, and I mean, even as a sipper um, on occasion. Uh, but typically, our Thanksgiving because uh, I have the bourbon genie there. Mm. Um, like this year, uh, uh, Jerry just moved to about a mile and a half from where the large family gathers. We went to his house, and so we had Jerry's had, house is not dry. No, it's not a dry and house. I had two pours of Rio while we were there. What would be the opposite so. of uh, a dry house? A wet house. Jerry's house. That's <laughs> Jerry's what house. That's what it would be. <laughs> that would be. Uh, why don't we? Why don't you take a minute and, and talk about the bourbon? The bourbon genie. We've to the new listeners. Let's okay. just you know who's the bourbon genie. What does he do? What is his role? Does he even exist? Yeah, we don't <laughs> even know. To some of us. How hard yes. do we have to rub him to the, get what we want? Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> the, the myth that is about man. Yeah, I, anyone who thinks they've got bourbon game doesn't have anything until they meet the bourbon genie. Uh, the man has access to anything and everything at reasonable prices. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, we so that's the great thing. Jerry is in a lot of groups, um, has access to a lot of things, and he honors uh, our part of our oath of brotherhood is that we are always generous with the fruit of distillation. And uh, Jerry does that. He he'll sell it, sell it to you for what he he paid for it. Uh, sometimes we've wanted a bottle for something we're doing with Soggy Bourbon Boys, and I'll say, "Hey, our budget is X," and he'll be like, "I really think we should do this, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to you for that." And so he'll take a hit on a bottle just to get it to us for a yeah. Soggy Bourbon Boys thing. So he's very generous. In the way that I imagine a genie would be. Yeah, makes all of our dreams uh, come true. And so he, he does grant wishes. He grants wishes. He does grant wishes. Could we arrange to give him a, I don't know, like a lamp. A, a trophy that's <laughs> a actually <laughs> it has a yeah like that has the golden lamp yeah, on it like yeah for sure we yeah should, we could actually we, we should figure that the out official genie of the group for the year end for the year end uh, for the year end we have the bourbon genie and hopefully sitting, he's not listening to this because there's a good surprise <laughs> <laughs> sitting at this table we also have uh, our what we call our newly crowned bourbon prince. Oh, and I told you, everyone thinks they're a bourbon hustler until they've met Jerry. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I ain't got a mark on Jerry. (laughs) But uh, as far as someone who uh, is in the game, Mm. uh, oh yeah, and and uh, loves it, loves the game, loves the bourbon, uh, loves the hunt, loves sharing, talking about it. Those are all things that a prince does for the. The the king or the and <laughs> so the king? I don't know. <laughs> we'll and figure that out later. Yeah. The game is addicting. Yeah, I'm like, I, I off, definitely count myself the, as a player. Yeah, that's an off the pod uh, discussion right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, so while we're rolling, uh, let's we'd like to do a little uh, 
you all like to do a little segment where you blind each other. Love doing we it. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah. I feel like and, it's time. Well, yeah, because we come off the Red Phone Booth podcast, and we appreciate you all listening to that one and sharing it with your friends. Uh, we had a blast doing that guy. Um, so as we're rolling in here to this to this blind, we've got Joe has picked a special bottle out of Michael's extensive library, um, and then vice versa. Michael has d- dug into the depths into the bowels of his library. At some point, out. Joe's going to have to start bringing his own, bo- own bottles for this <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Joe might be playing it smart. It's um, called the museum for a reason, guys. <laughs> so Will uh, is behind the... Who's we blinding first? Will's behind the ones and twos, uh, pouring the blinds. Will is uh, doing this for us. That bottle that you've got, it's MR on that one? Yeah. All right, so this one is mine that I picked to blind Joe on. This will be this will be fun because we currently are sipping on uh, a little something something that we're going to talk about in a second. Some OCD that Joe uh, affectionately referred to as motor oil. Yep. Uh, yep. Prior to the podcast starting, so interested to see how that. What did you, what did your palate for what we're about to taste here? Everyone knows when they blind, they don't get it right. And I'll say this: I don't know. I've never heard you talk about this. I don't think you've ever had this. So I don't think you're going to be able to call it, but I am interested to see what you think about it. Mm. I like that a lot. What do you got, Will? Will likes it. So as we're doing this, we're t- all these, we're all tasting things. If if we've got any of our thousands and thousands of listeners, if we have anybody <laughs> out there that's just getting into uh, tasting bourbon, there is. Some kind of proper techniques yes. of how how to taste. So you run us through all these here because this is um, helpful. So I mean, I I don't. There's there, listen. You drink you drink whiskey the the way you like it. That's yeah. that's that's the rule. But there are some cool things that you can do. Um, one is a Glen Karen, um, which we're drinking out of a glass called a Perfect Dram glass, which is a small version of a, a Glen Karen. Really like them. They're cool. But they're this tulip shaped glass. Um, that concentrates the vapors. Uh, so you want to only fill out about halfway or less, and then that concentrates the vapors. Then you put your, you stick your nose into the glass and you don't breathe in through your nose. You breathe in through your mouth. So when you breathe in through your mouth with your nose in the glass, you get the aromas, not the alcohol vapors. Let's talk about what you smell. I want to know what you smell right now. So this is a good tip. So whereas you're nosing it, what are you getting? I'm getting a little yeah. bit of, maybe a tad bit of brown sugar, maybe honey. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a sweet note of something like that, like a, a molasses-y kind of thing. I'm also getting like a a leather kind of vibe off of it. What about you, Opie Croft? What do you got? I'm really, really bad about picking out. Well, you smell something or you don't. Whiskey. <laughs> in different strengths <laughs> and different alcohol levels. Um, I've tried it and I've gone. Um, I've sipped it. Um, I think to me this is how I would describe the portfolio portfolio of a high rye bourbon. Okay. Um, I think you have your normal base of seventy percent. Like I think this is a seventy percent corn type deal. You're going straight mash bill. Let's go. Not seventy percent. I'm talking shite. Let's redo that bit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting what I think is a high rye mash bill, and by that I mean fifty uh, percent corn, but then something like over twenty percent rye before getting into that like five percent malted barley. That's a complete guess. Just because I'm getting a spicy note, I'm getting the sweetness from the front end. Yep. 
Okay, a little bit of a uh, spicy, almost dusty note in the middle. And then it's got it's got quite a nice heat to it, over 100 proof on the finish. What about you, That's Michael? That's my theory. Well, let's go. Yeah, let's go around with it, Michael. What are you, what are you pulling off that first sip? Um, yeah, off of it, uh, I'm getting like, I mean, we, it's it's a standard tasting note. But I mean, there's a, there's a strong caramel uh, there, but also what we call baking spices. Okay. Which would lend itself to what Joe was saying about it probably being uh, a rye or a high rye because those those baking spices generally come up the higher the rye content. Um, also, if you pay attention to where something hits you in your mouth, so if it goes down straight line from your lips to your throat, so across the top of your tongue, top of the roof of your mouth, and that's where you feel kind of uh, the burn of it a little bit. Sure then typically that's a bourbon. If it hits you on the sides of your jowls um, or on the sides of your tongue, um, that is typically indicative of a, a rye or a high rye. So kind of paying attention to where it hits you in your mouth can help give you a clue as well. So what's what, for differentiating for people getting into bourbon, the difference between a rye and a high rye is what? So rye is going to be predominantly on, in the mash base. The largest percentage is going to be rye. I think it's like, I mean over fifty percent rye is going to be considered a rye whiskey, um, and then a high rye. You're still dealing with a, a corn-based mash bill over fifty percent, and then a larger percentage. You can play with all sorts after the corn. There's rye, malted barley, wheat, um, depending on yeah the characteristic of the whiskey or whatever the classification is. They have to, sometimes they have to be certain amounts, but like. For this, a high rye would just be corn-based and then a particularly high, as I said, probably above a 20% rye mash bill yeah. inside or rye so percentage inside of that. For a bourbon, it's got to be 70% corn. For it to be a high rye bourbon, the next highest percentage of yeah, ingredients has to be has to be rye. There's a much cleaner classification. Yeah. yeah. What? I thought it was 51% corn. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. 51% corn. Okay, uh, I so you, I fed you seventy earlier yeah, with my initial yeah. shot. After after all that all that talk, Joe, we, say that again though, because yeah, I said seventy percent. Yeah, we need to do a, a repeat that. Seventy percent. Oh, great! Yeah, I thought we were going to clap. Um, do you want a bit pause? You do a little clap. <laughs> yeah, a little clap. Your clap helps. So. Typically, a bourbon, or legally a bourbon, has to be 51% corn at least in the mash bill or the recipe. For it to be a high rye bourbon, then the next highest percentage has to be rye. Typically, you've got corn, malted barley, wheat, or rye. Typically, not all four together, although sometimes there are are bourbons you can find that are four-grain that contain them all ah hence the name yes oh mind explosion (laughs) 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 okay just got that okay carry on that explains the smoke coming out of your ears Um, yeah i don't know maybe will can look this up for us i think a rye whiskey is 100 percent rye in the mash bill well 95.5 ac so five percent malted barley you see a lot of them Yes. But maybe you're right. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, so. do, you explained it a lot cleaner than I did. Um, that is well, you're English, so there's that. So <laughs> on this one that this one that we just drank, um, this goes for now, not retail, but now it goes between $400 and $600 a bottle. Say what? Get out of here. Um, it's The distillery is undisclosed, but it's from a company called Luxco. This particular one was released in 2020. 
It is 98.6 proof, so close to 100. Oh, but, wow. And it is a blend of a 14-year, an 8-year, and a 7-year. And all it says is Kentucky straight rise and bourbons. So we don't know exactly what is what, but a 14-year, an 8-year, a 7-year of some kind of mix-up of Kentucky straight rise and bourbons. Uh, and it's cognac finished. Oh, I wondered if there was finished. What is it? What is it? Is Lux Row? Not Lux Row, Lux Co. Lux Co. It's a company. The distillery is undisclosed. Uh, so this is uh, an orphan barrel. Oh, right. This is Blood Oath Pact 6. I've got to have a look at it now. Same rules apply to a rye whiskey as a bourbon. It just has to be 51%. Gotcha. Great. It can be anywhere between. There are 95.5 ryes, but as long as it's 51% rye, it's fine. Right. Wow, that is. Man, thanks for sharing that. That's a that's a pretty cool bottle to be drinking. I would ne- yeah, never in a million years guess that. Yeah. yeah. You, was, have you had it before? No, I don't think so. No, I don't Very think so. Very tasty. I couldn't put my finger on it at all. Very yeah. tasty. It makes sense. That rice spice was there. Um, it's described as toasty and warm, and I would still say, yeah. Yeah, yeah I still got a finish going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly Currently, right. it's like yeah. complex enough to where I'm still, still got a good mouthfeel. Right. Uh, while we're talking, Joe is now preparing his blind. Okay, let's do my Let's one. go, Joe. Let's see what you got. Uh, so we talked about nosing. What we can also talk about uh, as we're tasting Joe's is, um, if you can rinse mine as well. Uh, what we can also talk about uh, is tasting. So nosing, you put your nose in the glass. I'm not going to taste your... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot, of, wash a lot of behind the scenes action going on here. A little, a little wash, a little spit. So uh, we can also talk about tasting. So nosing, you put your nose in the glass, breathe in through your mouth. Um, you do that without anything in it, just the spirit in the glass. Uh, and then tasting, uh, you, you give it a sip, your first sip of the night uh, or of the session is a throwaway. So you don't take anything out of that. You're just waking your taste buds it's like up. like a neutralizer. Yep. Waking everything up. It's going to probably drink a little hot the first one. Oh, yeah. Always does. But this, you taste it again the second time, and you get uh, your, you know some some notes on that, uh, which we'll, we'll do now and see what we Well, let we me pause here. you there. Like yeah. When you do that first tasting, you say it's a throwaway tasting. You guys taste why I talk. Uh, is it something that you would say is like you want to coat the whole tongue with? You want to swish it around? Is there like, How much are we talking here? Like. Yeah, I typically don't. I typically kind of push it straight down the back. Okay. Um, it just kind of wakes everything up. Just, but we've been drinking for a while tonight, so we don't need that first that throwaway tonight. I feel that one of the really nice traits of a good whiskey is the fact that even if you were to just, I can't say I put too much thought into how I sip or drink it or wash it around. I just drink it, and um, I think a good whiskey or one that i particularly enjoy is one that if you do that you still can feel it because of the oily nature of it spreading across across your tongue yeah. or 
to other parts of your mouth. You can drink it the same way as you drink everything, but and really cheap whiskey will wash straight to the back because there's not much to it. Sure. Um, no, maybe oils in there still from the wood. I don't know what it is, but a really good whiskey I find will like coat itself evenly across your tongue naturally, no yeah. matter how you sip it, wash it round. Okay. That being said, mm. let's back it up a notch. What's, what's your nose? Where are we at on our nose? I don't know if you all heard that off the, off the microphone. There's uh, Michael. He likes to add Bud, Bud Light to his bourbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is a. Uh, What's our nose? Let's talk about our nose here. This is really delicious on the nose. I'm I get let Michael talk because I'm blind and him. I know what it is. I'm getting. Uh, I, I get sweet corn. What do you get? I get what we would what would be described typically as stone fruits. Like, I get <laughs> on the nose. I get like fig um, or. Oh, yeah, that um, makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Something a little like earthier. Earthy, sweet. Um, yeah. Like it's like a you know maybe you picked an apple that you know yep. fell in the dirt and I know I, I say this <laughs> at my own peril because I know that Joe hates things like this but like I also get but I proceed like, <laughs> like I don't oh, know how else to go. describe it I don't know how to describe it other than to say it's like it's like kind of the salty air like when you're on the beach like there's a there's like a salty so this this to me would be like. I'll, all will be revealed, but um, I describe as a mustiness. Mm-hmm. Is this is one of the characteristics I enjoy of this whiskey? Yeah. Is its well, mustiness? So, there is so something yeah. I'd say. Is it is it dusty? Is it musty? Yeah. Well, is it you're musty. At, is it dusty? Okay. Is it you're, 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 you're agreeing thinking, with yeah. him on some level because I get the same thing. Like it almost, if you could taste humidity, that's what you would taste, mm. right? It's yeah. Wonderful. For me, it's kind of beach specific. Like oh, geez. salty. <laughs> Like, I just thought you were going to name a location. Like, no, it's more like a no, Florida beach. No, it's probably more uh, like Toto Santos, a- but <laughs> <laughs> it tastes really a lot like Toto. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but it does. It has it has that. And then on the palate. Yeah, let's talk about the palate. What are you guys, what are you tasting? Have you tried it yet, Terry? I did. What proof would you think this is? Mm. Okay, I'll have to preface that I'm terrible at this game. But I'm going to go low 100s. Low 100s. I know Michael. There's not a lot in this facility. There's not a lot in here, but I'm going to say this is, it drinks as a lower proof. I don't know what the proof is, but it. I would say it's 110, like it's, max. It's 117. Oh, wow. Yeah, 117 okay. on the proof. Yeah. I'd like to congratulate myself. Um, on the palate, <laughs> I get like just... A kind of a burnt sugar, um, creme brulee ish. Maybe am I, am I going custardy too far? Because it's thick. Custard? Yeah, like it's delicious. It is good. Um, seven years old, which is is not old, uh, it's but not, it's not young. It's the the brand rides the age statement proudly on its bottle. Um, it you might get it if I leave with a couple more clues. It. Used to MSRP for 40, 50 bucks and has recently found a climb in pricing from the cheapest I've seen it now is 85, but it's gone all the way up uh, to one. I, one Just with that like, I might even know. feel like it. Those are yeah. too helpful. Yeah. This is uh, Old Ezra yeah. 7 yeah. Uh, Bow Strength Whiskey. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. And the musty note is the one that I've always said on this one. I just get something oldy about yeah. it. Man, I, I love Old Ezra. 
To be honest with you, even given today's whiskey market, $80 for this bottle of whiskey is something you'd pay for. I was pissed about it for a few minutes because it it used to cost $40, $50, and now it costs $80. And LMT Lee used to be able to cost. Exactly. And you know what? I pay a lot more for a lot less tasty whiskeys. So anytime I find Old Ezra 7, that is, this is the cast strength bourbon, or they have a rye out now, too. This is the cast strength bourbon. This bourbon. is the, yeah. Um, and yeah, anytime I find the bourbon, I'm, I'm grabbing it. For, yeah. for under, under 100 bucks, that's a, it's a great bottle. I found it in, uh, uh, in plentiful quantities up north and always for around that 75 to $80 mark, which mm-hmm. again, I'll, I'll buy a couple of them when I see them at that price. Yeah. Really good, really good whiskey. Yeah. I found four bottles in Vegas earlier this year when Vicky and I were there. Uh, and so I bought all, all four for, and I bought them because they were still 55 bucks. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Real amazing. Smart. So real smart. Yeah. Well, uh, any final uh, tasting, like, so, tasting yeah. 101 ideas Absolutely. you want to drop with anybody so before we move on? You do everything that we said. You you stick your nose in the glass, breathe in through your mouth, talk about what you smell. Also, if you're just starting out, they sell uh, tasting kits that you can buy that have different things that you can smell and then smell the whiskey. So you can start to identify those things. Taste it. Pay attention to where it hits you. Uh, in your mouth, either down the center or in the sides. Talk about what you taste. Then put two or three drops of distilled water or spring water uh, in it. Give it a swirl and repeat that process. And it will generally completely change the experience. Uh, Bourbon, I've been told by some master distillers, is made to be cut with a little bit of water, sure. just a smidge. And when you do that, it opens up the bouquet. It opens up what you're, what you're smelling. It opens up the palate. And it just it kind of explodes it in a lot of cases, man. I mean, you you get new things that you never knew were in there with just a two or three drops from a little dropper of spring water or distilled water. That's one of my favorite things to do, especially yeah. with people who have that are have some timidity when it comes to trying a bourbon. It's like, yeah, that first that first swallow is going to be a little warm, but let's try some water. Let's, let's you know, let's change it up a little bit and see yeah. what you think. And they they do. I mean, most people do reflect on it being different per drop of water, and that's yeah. fun. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, so moving on, I'm interested to know, like Joe, I want you to take me to a place where you're chilling out, kids are in bed, the wife is, you know, I don't know, knitting a sweater. Um. You're sitting down with some bourbon, and you're thinking, "I need a snack." Ooh, what goes? What do you? What does Joe Beecroft pick with his uh, with his bourbon? Um, oh goodness! So this is a thing, yeah, one hundred percent. And this is often me at ten o'clock at night. Um, I go two directions. One is going straight chocolate, and that could be anything from a peanut butter cup all the way to like a solid cube of chocolate out of the fridge. It has to be out of the fridge. Um, but I do enjoy pairing chocolate with a good whiskey. Um, one of my favorite combinations is something like a Reese's peanut butter cup with a Larceny barrel proof. The peanut note that comes from a, an inside of Larceny or Heaven Hill products just are oh, with a Reese's piece 
cup just goes so well, so that well. Sounds like yeah. I, I have that right. What's now. a Reese's Pieces cup? Reese's, what they call them? Reese's pieces. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cup. Reese's, yeah, Reese's pieces or yeah. Reese's pieces. It's two different candies. Reese's cup. Reese's peanut butter cup. Peanut butter cup. Yeah, yeah. Reese's cup. <laughs> the peanut butter chocolate is what I go for. And then you the all other just one, messed up my mood. I was. In I the mean, spot. Reese's pieces is peanut butter and chocolate too, but that's like M and M's. A little, you know. Yeah, getting way too chocolate specific with me here. It's the well, peanut butter flavored chocolate. <laughs> no, there's. I understand there's lots of those. And if you say a Reese's peanut butter, uh, or you said a Reese's pieces cup, then we're gonna have people going out. I mean, Dan Voris is a peanut butter fiend, and he's gonna be out looking for those. Well, do you know what? Then I'll tell you one that's better. And so, don't waste your time with the Reese's pieces peanut butter cups and Reese's pieces <laughs> and the Reese's cups. Don't waste your time. My wife makes wonderful banana bread, and banana bread and whiskey is the Ooh, shit. I can get with like, that. Like, it's with really, that. really good. So I'd go. I'd actually prefer that over anything. And you could pretty much go any whiskey with that. You can. You can. It goes with banana bread. Yeah, I would say I don't typically think about pairing whiskey with with anything. We we have done some fun things with the Soggy Bourbon Boys, where we've done bourbon and chocolate pairings, and we've done bourbon and ice cream pairings one of my favorite actually yeah and it's a fun thing to do but if i'm drinking whiskey uh and i get hungry i just go eat i don't really think about like pairing something with the whiskey however i will say um i was thinking about like like a banana walnut bread or um you know something like that with uh sweet and savory sure um do you know what doesn't go well together with whiskey? Lightly sweet, though. Lightly sweet, not heavy sweet. Like, I wouldn't want... Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't want that. a peanut butter cup because that's it's it feels like it's too heavy for me to pair with the whiskey. But, to, I mean, to each his own. But I like that, what you said about the lighter, kind of like the... the I'll tell you something that doesn't go all right, and this is from our event experience. Now, we're very, very lucky at the Soggy Burn Boy events. We often get dinner included with our evening, and we have some wonderful... Um, people that cater for those events and all the food is good but what doesn't go with whiskey is pepperoni pizza now i love pepperoni pizza okay <laughs> i love nothing more than chowing one of those grease munchkins down absolutely amazing <laughs> but <laughs> the spice of pepperoni if you go to that and then try and have a whiskey after that no good whatsoever and so i, I avoid now even it takes all of my willpower I will avoid the pepperoni pizzas at the our events now, just because I know it's going to mess my palate up too hard. And the pepperoni pizzas at our things, uh, they have the uh, uh, cer- cer- not cerulean, the uh, s- something Serrano. chilies. Serrano. No. C I. Then by as we Google chili. No, it's a certain kind of chili, but it's got that chili, and it's got and they got hot honey on them too. They've got hot honey on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's spice with the Well, there's a lot yeah. going on. Just, yeah. you know, once then you turn around and you say, and now we have the William Calabrilla. And I'm like, <laughs> Calabrian. <laughs> it's Calabrian chilies. How am I going to do this? How am I going to try this now? All right, listen, I want to jump off of what you said because my, my go-to has been bourbon and a chocolate chip cookie. Mm. My wife already makes a stellar chocolate chip cookie. Amazing. So recently, I have, I think as of last Christmas, tried pairing like a dark chocolate like 77% and higher dark Ooh. with bourbon, no ice. And that that is, to me, right on the money. Um, and then over Thanksgiving, I had bourbon with a flourless chocolate cake, which, much to my surprise, uh, was magical. 
So but I'll throw that also, out there. Carrie is how's she making those chocolate chip cookies? Because it probably doesn't have any refined sugar in it. It does not have refined sugar. So yeah, that's probably it's typically like a coconut, like a coconut palm sugar, yeah. which is a earthier flavor. Yeah. So it does pair better. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I wonder if that's why the banana bread works as well. I think it's, so. It's with maple syrup and not yeah. with refined sugar. Yeah, like, Maybe yeah. it's the fact that for really now, getting the peanut into butter it. cups is something because it's <laughs> peanut butter. Okay, and it's drawing out it's, notes. But to your point, there is verges on too sweet. I don't know if there's actually any peanut butter in them, but yeah, it has that flavor. It has that, <laughs> that artificial, yeah. But maybe it's the fact that <laughs> snacks that are refined in their sweetness sure. are the yes. ones that partner best with whiskey. I th- well, I th- here's what I think is great about this conversation. This is great homework. If you're listening to this podcast, prove this theory correct. Get out there and pair your bourbon with something not on the super sweet side, like... Uh, maybe a little, or know. if it is, it's, it's a complex sweetness, like a maple syrup. Yeah, like sure, sure. Uh, mm. like a, a coconut palm sugar. Yeah, yeah. You ever had? Uh, you ever had grilled bananas? Like a banana on I've the I've had grill. a frozen banana dipped in chocolate. That's that's the opposite of grilled. <laughs> starkly opposite. But it's a banana. You cut a banana down the center, <laughs> sit that sucker on your grill or on your fire out there. Until it pulls away gently from the banana and then eat that sucker. It's reduced. It reduces the sugar. Right. And it has that creme brulee kind of flavor oh to goodness. it. Yeah, yeah. Tasty. Try that with some bourbon. Just throwing that out there for you. Wow. Yeah. Never knew about that. Nuggets. Dropping nuggets. <laughs> banana nuggets. <laughs> All right. We're going to move. Next, we got our Splasher Trash segment, um, which is our favorite segment, where we... Measure up a cocktail, surprise cocktail, uh, that one of the, one of the four of us make. So that really means anybody is fair game. It could be myself. Uh, it could be Will from the ones and twos, pouring, you know, mixing up something with the shaker behind the scenes, uh, or Joe. Typically, as of lately, it's been Michael, and he's been blowing our minds, so we haven't stepped in to stop him. <laughs> no, let's face it, we don't want it to be trash, do we? We really Terry? don't. We, we Honestly, we don't trash. want it to be trash. Uh, so I'm excited for what we have today. It'd almost, it'd almost have to go out his way with his cocktail knowledge at this point to make a trash. I'd like to also cocktail. point out, off camera, you really can't see what's going on behind the scenes here because this is primarily audio. But the pres- Hey, Will, give that a shake before you open it up. <laughs> Preferably with a lid on, Mike. Uh, yeah. There. Yeah, there you go. Um, is it the presentation? Like, you spare no expense. Like, the presentation is always so beautiful. Like, we got the right... The I'll right glass. I'll tell you this. That's a coupe glass is what that's called. Uh, I love serving cocktails in a, in a coupe glass. Um, some of them are supposed to be, and then others I just do. But those are my great-grandmother's coupe glasses. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, so I inherited uh, a lot of glassware from my grandmother, uh, and a lot of that she got from her mother. So a lot of this is my great-grandmother's What's your favorite? Stuff. What's your favorite vessel to drink whiskey out of? Uh, for me, I'll, I'll tell you right now, uh, I'll hold this up to the camera. This is, uh, Norlin. Mm. It's their, uh, it's Rauk, R-A-U-A-K, Tumblr, their Rauk Tumblr. Uh, they have two sizes of these now. This is the larger one. It's about a $65 glass for the one glass. But what they say is it's the heaviest glass you'll ever drink bourbon out of. And I think it's true. It's also on the thickest rims. And when you drink out of that sucker, you you feel big. I love this glass. <laughs> uh-huh. um, this is my second one because I broke one out here one night doing some karaoke. But um, 
But yeah, that I love drinking out of this because I always, always, always put a little ice in my bourbon. And typically, I've been buying ice from uh, the Nashville Bar Alliance. Uh, not sponsored, but maybe one day they will be. Um, oh, holler at us. But they're here locally, <laughs> and uh, they sell two-inch and two-and-a-half-inch ice spheres that are clear. And man, to make clear ice at home is so a hard. bitch. It is so hard. And you only get it takes you about seventy four hours, and it only you only get two cubes out of it, and you throw away the bulk of the ice that's not clear. I'm like, man, man, I'll just pay a dollar a cube uh, and go buy forty <laughs> of them at a time and keep them in the freezer, and it's great. So I don't have any tonight, but typically I'm always putting ice in in my bourbon. I like it cold. I like it watered down a little bit with a little bit of, of good water. Um, so yeah, I'm drinking out of a rocks glass typically. If if I have my druthers, as uh, the old folks would say, then I'm drinking out of this rock tumbler from Norland. Appreciate it. I know. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that segue. While we're uh, transitioning here, why don't we all take a little sip, sip? Ooh, little cheers to y'all. Cheers. 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 Uh, and we're gonna drink a little, drink a little something, something from from Michael over here. Oh yeah, that's just. Terrible. <laughs> this is my favorite, oh all time favorite cocktail. Okay. Um, this is a very little known cocktail. If you go to a bar and ask for this, they won't know what it is typically. Um, but I love a Manhattan. Sure. Uh, even more than a Manhattan, I love a black Manhattan. So a Manhattan is. Bourbon or rye with vermouth. Yeah. Black Manhattan is bourbon or rye with Amaro instead of vermouth. This is called a maroon Manhattan, and it is bourbon, vermouth, and Amaro. So it combines all three things. And then in mine, I like to put a little bit of Woodford Reserve uh, chocolate bitters Ooh. and a little bit of black walnut bitters. And you mix all that together, and you get this trash. Is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am seriously, seriously kidding. For the ones on audio uh, and not seeing this on video, I am seriously. That is incredible. It is so complex, so delicate, so well balanced. It is really, really an incredible cocktail. Yeah, I it, it. I love that it. You serve it with. And you typically do this, and we don't really talk about it, but. Most cocktails you get at a restaurant are like less liquid over ice, and this is chilled. But it, uh, and usually you have, the ice kind of mixes it up, and it, and it, I don't know, it blends yeah. it well. This is blended really well without ice, and it's chilled, well, and I love it. I, I, sh- I did, I did prepare it beforehand in a shaker with ice, so it got a little water in there. Like it, 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 it breaks that water down, mixes it in. I batched it before, but it's been in the fridge. And then we'll give it a little shake, uh, the container before he pours it. Very so. good. The chocolate bitters for me is what really sets this off. Yeah. That, and again, I'm sure yeah, the I would agree. bitters are playing a role in this, but like to have that, that almost harsh base, but the vermouth is sweet. Yeah. Um, but could be like quite an overpowering base, but that chocolate bitters just brings it around. It tastes like a, like, like yeah. it tastes like a really good finished whiskey. <laughs> well, and it brings it back to that pairing idea again, that concept mm. of like a bitter chocolate. Yep. Literally bitters, right? And walnut bitters. Yep. And how it pairs so well with a bourbon. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll have the recipe it. in the show notes. Now, we've said that before, and we didn't put anything in the show notes before this, but um, it's a fun thing to say. <laughs> we we'll find that writer. Got a new one. 
Charlie Sells. We fired Charlie, yeah. bought in a new Charlie. And <laughs> this new Charlie <laughs> is a way yeah. better version. Um, but yeah, well, I'll put the recipe for my particular uh, Maroon Manhattan. Uh, I'll get that to Charlie and get it in the show notes. Uh, Will loves this one as well, very much. Um, probably his favorite too. It is. Yeah, it is. This is a splash for me, boys. Splash, splash all the way around. Splash more of it you down splash my it yourself, right now. Michael. I splashed it. Yeah, you splashed it. Oh yeah. Are you ever going to do a cocktail uh, that just Listen, messes with us? Like- I I am the I'm the official <laughs> I'm the official mixologist for uh, the Smart Money Happy Hour podcast. If anybody else listens to that. Uh, podcast. We've got way more listeners. We have thousands. Thousands. And thousands. We have way more compared thousands. to their minion numbers. We have thousands and thousands. Um, but I'm the official uh, mixologist for that podcast, and so with that podcast, George Camel, who's a soggy bourbon boy, and Rachel Cruz, uh, they have a cocktail and they talk about contemporary things around money. Sure, current event yeah, things yeah. around money. But I provide the cocktails for that, um, and listen. When you're doing, I'm doing sometimes one or two cocktails a week, and we've been doing that now for a year. Like I'm, I'm looking up recipes. I'm, I'm following people on Instagram. I'm, I'm getting recipes from all over the place. Oh, I got someone to, I got someone you need to follow. I'd love to. I will tell you this. I've made several cocktails for that that I would yeah. have said were trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, when you're making that many. You kind of have some hit misses. Yeah, hit and misses. Sure. Some misses. Well, I, pre- I, you know, I really appreciate. It. I'm going to speak for Joe and for Will and here that we appreciate the splash. No way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that you know, if you got somebody like who, who Instagram shout out, like who do you know that honestly uh, couldn't cut the handle off the top of my head to save me life right now. Show notes. I'll look it up. And show, I'll notes. Find it. Show, show notes. notes. <laughs> show notes. Show notes. All the stuff be in the show notes. I love yeah. to say this will be in the show notes, and I also love to say uh, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, I feel like I'm in the industry when I say those things. <laughs> uh, you be careful with that stuff. I just put that. That one came up my nose and then back down. Oh, uh, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, guys, as we uh, as we conclude this episode, uh, what is something that you would love to leave with the peeps? I, we, we talked about a bunch of stuff. We've, uh, we've gone over everything from, you know, bourbon pairings to tasting notes uh, you know, nosing the bourbon, and I would love to know what is it that you would leave with the peeps? I would leave thousands of listeners, Joe. Yeah. Thousands and thousands. Um, drink whiskey the way you want to drink whiskey, how you enjoy to drink whiskey. And the more whiskey you can drink, and the quicker you can find what you like and your taste preferences and what you enjoy to drink, the better off you'll be. Wow. I like that. It's deep. Uh, I would say this. Uh, there's there's a dying breed of restaurant in the United States. Um, Ones that, that don't ask c- for a tip. Cigars. Uh, cigars. <laughs> cigar steakhouses. There uh, used to be one in Indianapolis. Um, we had hopes of one reopening here uh, in Nashville called Ellington's, um, which is, is still open, but I don't think you can smoke in there. But the idea, I think, originally was you'd be able to smoke in there, but... Uh, if you can find one of those somewhere, if you're somewhere in the country and you've got one of those or you travel somewhere and you can go and you can have a cigar at the table while you're having your steak and your bourbon, like that is, uh, it's a magical experience, I think, that transports you back in time 
and it just it just really is a cool thing. So if you've got one of those around you, uh, then do that. If you don't, uh, then maybe try to try to do that. Try to have a, a cigar just, and a bourbon with just light up in Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? You know, and they probably wouldn't even stop you. No, probably smells better. <laughs> I'm telling you, I listen, I'm, and I'm not judging uh, anybody. I, I uh, eat what you like, but. I mean, I remember when I used to think that Ruby Tuesdays and Outback Steakhouse and TGI Fridays, man, I thought we were we were eating high on the hog if we were eating at those places. Yeah, don't fuck with chilies. I love chilies. That two for 22, if it even is still 22. I don't know. But I will tell you this, that chilies skillet queso, I stole several of those little potholders <laughs> off the little skillets that came, and you put yeah. on your gear shift in your car. There goes that the sponsorship. Day. There goes that sponsorship. Yeah. Well, we'll worry about that later. Uh, that's those are both helpful, uh, helpful t- uh, tips. And you deep, never know what you're gonna topics. get from us, Terry. You, really you never know. That's why I love to full drop of value, it. full of I really, value. Yeah, I really like to drop it at the end just to see where, where we go. My my takeaway is uh, don't overcook your turkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good takeaway. Slightly yeah. below yeah. one sixty. Brine it the night before for, 20, it. for twelve hours, and you'll be yeah. you'll be sound. Yeah, I love it. There's lots of ways to do it, and where and and, and I just I don't want. Uh, Joe to write off turkey because he's had a lot of bad ones because I've had some bad ones too. I've also had some bad chickens. I've had some bad steaks, but I didn't write the whole thing off because sometimes people do it right. And man, when you do turkey right, oh, so right, so right, so right. Terry's house of Thanksgiving. Let's yeah. go. I'll smoke your turkey. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, as we wrap up, uh, it's a great time. Always a great time spending it with you, uh, with you fellas. Um, guys, we appreciate you listening. So as we sign out, I would like to thank Will on the ones and twos. He's also doing, he's also pouring cocktails and, uh, drinks behind the scenes. So Will, we appreciate you. Uh, Joe, I, Joe B. Croft, Michael Reddish, this is Terry Bargy, and we're signing out. Thanks for joining us for the Soggy Bourbon Boys podcast, and we will see you on the next one. Peace.